If you have been wondering, how do I spend time with God? Or am I doing this right? Or maybe you're looking for more ways to have more fulfilling time with the Lord every day. Then listen to this podcast because I'm going to share five ways that you can spend time with God every day and enjoy it. All right, let's go. Welcome to the Sisters of Christ podcast. I'm Jeanette Bordeaux, your host. This is the podcast where you can come and have your faith stirred up and be encouraged by sisters like me and other amazing women that we have on the show who share advice and testimonies. Our hope is that you leave here more on fire for Jesus than you were before. Now get ready to be encouraged with today's episode. Hi, I am so excited to share this message with you about availability. So this is something the Lord was speaking to me about, um, you know, just coming back from a trip to Virginia, about four hours away, where I went to go visit my two nieces, angels, they're four and five. Those girls are my world. I love and fully embrace the anti-life. So I was there and you know, as I'm there with them, you know, I have this limited time, only have a few days, you know, they live far away from me. I want to make myself completely available to them. You know, I want to take them to the park. I want to give them a bath. I want to make them lunch. I want to, you know, bake with them. I want to do all these things with them. So I fill up my time with activities for us to do while we're there. And I realize that I start to, you know, put off the things of the Lord. I start to push off the Bible. I start to not really spend as much time in the intimate place with the Lord in the prayer closet or whatever closet, prayer closet looks like over at my um, sister's place. And I start to justify all these reasons of why I'm not prioritizing God and his presence. And as I start to do this, you know, I'm spending all this time with them. We're running around. We're doing all these fun things. I feel my gas tank running on E. I get a little less patient. I get a little less, you know, filled with energy. Um, and I had to remember that in John 15, 5, it says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit fruit for without me you can do nothing so jesus is literally saying hey without me you can do nothing and wow god was really speaking to me about that whole experience you know i had while i was there we're just feeling really drained even though i was you know loving being with my nieces but if i didn't take that time with the lord um i would feel so spiritually drained, emotionally drained, mentally drained, physically drained, just completely drained because without him, I can literally do nothing. So as soon as I, you know, went to go read my Bible, went to go spend time with him, I was instantly, you know, fed, filled with energy again to go be with them. And yeah, this is something God was really showing me this morning was really to ask ourselves, like how often we make ourselves available to others so much to the point that we put off prioritizing him and it sounds so good at the time you know we can justify it in all these different ways of you know it's for my ministry oh i gotta answer this phone call this person needs me um i need to be there for them i should be there for them all these ways we justify putting off the things of the lord 
to really make ourselves available to others and rather than making ourselves available to him. And I'm really not saying, oh, don't make yourself available to your family. Don't make yourself available to fitness. Like all those things are important, but it's about making yourselves available to him first. Think about even back to the very beginning when Adam and Eve are with God, they're in the perfect presence. They're in perfect relationship with him. And then sin enters the world. And that's what separates us. That is the storyline. That is, you know, the thing that starts at all that puts the story of redemption to Jesus into play is this separation from God. And in Exodus, God wants to be with his people as he always had, as he always had. But the unholiness of sin separates us. God is so holy that he cannot be he cannot be in the presence of that. He cannot be in the presence of our fallen nature. In Exodus, we're at Moses, you know, we have the Israelites out of Egypt and God speaks to Moses and he's like, "I want you to build this crazy tabernacle. It's gold. It has silver. There's very, very specific details for, um, he gives Moses to build this tabernacle where his presence will be held among the people and where only one person can enter. Right. And it has to be a priest. And it's just so insane to me when we think about God's presence and the relationship that we had from the beginning. The entire book of the Bible is about restoring that relationship and his presence. And then in Exodus, we just see this clear picture of how valuable the presence of God is that he would want this very specific, very, you know, grand, um, tabernacle to be built, this holy temple to be built where he could house his presence. So what does that say about it? I feel like that really speaks to how valuable um, relationship and his presence is. And I think something we definitely take for granted as Christians is our privilege, the privilege we have to be in communion with God 24 7 and be in an intimate relationship with him you know the earthly marriage is only a picture of our unity with christ ephesians 2 6 in the tpt shout out to you version um, he raised us up with christ the exalted one and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm for we are now co-seated as one with christ what? Yes, our union with God that was restored through Jesus and his sacrifice. It makes our relationship perfect, but also his presence is now available to us all of the time. And so what does that mean? What does that even mean? That means when you're at the grocery store, you're one with God. When you are in the shower, you're one with God. When you are doing the busy errands and your kids are screaming at you, you are one with God. You have the presence of God with you 24-7. That tabernacle is you. You are now that tabernacle. How cool is that? So how do we steward this intimate relationship with God? How do we make ourselves available to him? 
like I said, the earthly marriage is just a picture of our union with Christ. So we really have to see that that is how we should steward this relationship as though if it was our spouse, we are one with them. So how do we steward an intimate relationship? I wrote down just a few key things. I'm not going to go into specifics on scripture, um, but I will lay out these things. And one is reading the word. Oh my goodness. I cannot um, talk about the importance enough of reading the word. You want to know who God is. You want to know more about him. You want to have a relationship with him. You have to read the word. It even says that Jesus is the word that became flesh. So if you want to know Jesus, read the word. And also if you find it difficult, you're like, I don't know where to start. Definitely take up a plan. So I, for um, reading the Bible in a year, I am doing a plan on you version. It's called the Bible Project um, Biblical Storyline Reading Plan. It's amazing. They have a website. They're a nonprofit. They have videos that explain everything. It helps me stay on track and it has been so fruitful. And even specific books I'll look up that I want to read, but maybe I just, again, I need that accountability. You can look up plans on version app. Um, and look up book of John, Matthew. Um, and they also have just great devotionals, but I really, I really just like something that's going to keep me on track. So reading the word getting is really how to steward that intimate relationship, spending one-on-one time with God, right? If you didn't spend one-on-one time with your spouse, your significant other, how intimate would that relationship be? How well would you know each other? You wouldn't. So it's the same with Jesus. We have this intimate relationship with him. So spending one-on-one time with him, um, I recommend a prayer closet. If you don't have a prayer closet, make one. We made one in my tiny, tiny apartment (laughs) in Manhattan. Um, Or just find that, you know, chair, that space where you can be truly alone with God. Another way to steward's intimate relationship is work worship. And really why I see worship as um, worship cap in a lot of different ways, you know, praising him, worshiping him, but it's really about acknowledging who he is, acknowledging that he is the creator of the world, that he breathed life into you, that he, everything good comes from him. Everything that you have comes from him. Just acknowledging who God is in your heart. That is worship. You can flail your arms around, but if your heart is not centered on God and, you know, really in tune with who he is and with the spirit, then that, um, is just not worship. (laughs) Um, so it's really a heart posture towards God and realizing, acknowledging who he is. Prayer. Oh my goodness. Prayer. Really? A lot of people, you know, Jesus even teaches us how to pray, which you can definitely look up that verse in Matthew, but prayer is really just intimate conversations with the Lord. Um, There's all different types of prayer. Again, I'm not going to go into that now. I just want to really focus on different ways that you can steward this intimate relationship you have with Jesus. And it is a relationship that takes commitment and setting boundaries. Again, like think about it as if it was, you you know, you are in this covenant, you are in this marriage covenant with Jesus, this oneness with him. If it was your spouse, you have to set boundaries with other people. You made a commitment. That is what you enter in um, with Jesus. But oh my gosh, it is the most fulfilling relationship you will ever have in your life. I promise. Um, It is amazing. And that really leads me to my last and like so like 
perfect part, favorite part, um, <laughs> my favorite part of one, a way that you can, you know, steward this intimate relationship you have with Jesus is enjoying him. Ah! And this is the one that it's so crazy that Christians often forget. Like I say, Christians, you know, me, um, I'm in that category sometimes, um, and really just enjoying him. And this is probably, one of the coolest things that we get to do in our relationship is enjoy. Like you enjoy your spouse, you enjoy your significant other. Like we get to enjoy Jesus and ways to enjoy him. Cause I know that can seem like, what do you even mean? Like, what do you mean by enjoy him? So just acknowledging your unity with him every moment of every day. Like I said earlier, when you're at the grocery store, you're one with him. When you're in the shower, you're one with him. When you're doing, you know, dishes, you're one with him. Like in these moments that seem so mundane, your oneness with God is still there. And what you can do is start inviting him in to every moment of your day. Um, and having a conversation, having a relationship. Again, this is a relationship. So I'll give you a very practical example. Um, when I'm walking down the street, I invite Jesus. I'm like, Hey, will you just walk with me and hold my hand? Um, let's walk down the street together. Hey Jesus, you want to go grab a coffee? Let's sit and have a coffee together. Hey Jesus, you want to have dinner with me? Come sit with me and have dinner with me. Inviting him into every moment. Hey Jesus, let's talk while I do the dishes. It's not about you know, I, I think the one-on-one intimate time with him, hundred percent so important, but also taking advantage of the fact that you can experience Jesus all the time. And you can even do the same thing with the Holy Spirit too. You can say, Holy Spirit, come be with me in Jesus and just enjoy. Um, again, I think that's something that we don't take advantage of enough. Like we have this beautiful privilege of being one with Christ. So let's enjoy it. And those are the things that I just want to share with you. I hope they bless you. And I promise that if you, you know, really just make yourself available to God and do some of the things that I suggested in stewarding this intimate relationship you have with him, I can a hundred percent promise you that you will fall in love with Jesus more and more every single day. So God, I just pray for every listener. God, I pray that their hearts just, oh, just fall over for you, God, that they just start to enjoy your presence, start to enter into your presence as part of their normal everyday life and experience the love that you are pouring on them every single moment. And I just feel, you know, the love that Jesus released on the cross, it goes and goes. It never ends. That pouring out of his love, it is a continuous pouring out. He didn't pour out once. The pouring out never stopped. The cup never, you know, gets empty. (laughs) So I just pray that you get to enjoy Jesus and fall in love with him even more. Um, Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Hey sister, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to connect with us on Instagram at the sisters of Christ to stay up to date with new episodes and everything we're doing. And if you have a quick second, leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts. Thank you. And I will see you next time.